Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. CP of California and Hawaii doubled down today on a local chapter's call to declare a state of emergency over violence in Oakland. KTVU's Bailey O'Carroll spoke to people in the community about whether they think a state of emergency is necessary. It's getting worse and worse, you know. Violence in Oakland has gotten so bad that the NAACP is asking the city to declare a state of emergency. Just days ago, the Oakland chapter of the organization wrote a letter to the city saying in part, quote, failed leadership, including the movement to defund the police, our district attorney's unwillingness to charge and prosecute people who murder and commit life-threatening serious crimes, and the proliferation of anti-police rhetoric have created a heyday for Oakland criminals. Today, the chapter that oversees the entire state of California doubled down on that message, writing in part, our community members are in danger and elected officials are turning their heads away. They went on to say, we're calling on the mayor to step up and work with the Oakland branch to address this critical issue and call for a state of emergency. Stop the tape. State of emergency for what? The entire state of California needs to be under a state of emergency. It's lawless up and down the state. Doesn't matter which county you're in in California. It's a disaster zone. The entire state should be circled in yellow tape, crime scene, because it's, it's a crime. It is an absolute shame and crime, especially someone who is um, talking to you as a native Californian and a native of the Bay Area. I grew up in San Francisco, smack dab, not just in the Bay Area, in San Francisco. And Oakland was always a disaster zone. It's always been crime-ridden. It's always been a horrible place. I have relatives who live in, in Oakland for, for whatever reason. Um, but it is 10 times, 100 times, I don't know how much worse it is now. It's so bad, the NAACP, which is a Marxist organization, didn't start out that way, but now it is a Marxist organization, is now mad at the other Marxists for promoting not prosecuting criminals, not prosecuting high-end violent crime like murder and attempted murder and rape and robbery and armed robbery. They're not prosecuting this stuff. It's insanity. This is what the end of a civilization looks like. Oakland, California, it's worse than San Francisco. I'll get into that in just a minute. But Oakland is a microcosm of what is going on in this very deep blue state of California and it goes to the point that I'm trying to make here. And that is, we are at civil war. This is a federalist civil war. And in this civil war, it is red state versus blue state. And your tax dollars, your tax dollars, 
every American's tax dollars, 330 million Americans, most of whom are legal, tax dollars are the weapons. It's not the muskets and the gunpowder anymore. It's not cannon. It's not even bayonets. It's your tax dollars. That is the weapon. And I want to get into how important this is that I don't think some people understand, especially the so-called patriots who still reside in Oakland. If you're a patriot and you reside in Oakland, you're insane. You, are ap you need to go check yourself into a mental hospital, maybe not in California. Because you sh you're insane to live there. If you're a liberal Marxist and you live there, well then, birds of feather, I suppose. You get what you deserve. But if you're a thinking, rational American who happens to believe in the Constitution, you should be nowhere near Oakland. When I was a kid growing up, I was a Giants fan, so we go to Candlestick all the time. But once in a while, we go to the Oakland Alameda County Coliseum and we go see an A's game. And uh, <laughs> it was an experience. You know, these white boys uh, trying to maneuver through Oakland. And I'm talking in the, in the late 70s now. You imagine what it's like now. So we're talking how many, you know, zillion years ago, right? And we would, we'd get out, there's a BART station right where the Oakland Alameda County Coliseum, what they're going to do with that facility now, I don't know. It's a shame. But I'm just amazed that those teams, Oakland Raiders and the Oakland A's, hung in there as long as they did in a disaster zone. But we used to get off the BART station and we would lace up our tennis shoes and run as fast as we could to the gates of the Oakland Alameda County Coliseum because we knew we had targets on our back. Hey, you know, when you're young, you do stupid things. Although it was kind of fun. And we survived. No harm, no foul. That was benign back then compared to now. This is real. Hey, you're taking your life in your hands by walking down the streets of certain parts, maybe most of Oakland. I don't know. So, Oakland is a symptom of the problem that's inherent throughout California. And I don't want to hear from you people who've got a plan to split California into north and south or east and west or, quote, new California. You people, I'm sorry, but you're living in fantasy land. It's never going to happen. For a state to split, read the Constitution. The Congress is going to have to approve it. Who has the most representatives in Congress? Hmm? California. They're never going to split. Even if you can get the, the two Republicans representing California to go along, it's never going to happen. Never. For a, a bazillion reasons. You're living in fantasy land. And the fact that you're still living in California goes to the point of the problem that I'm going to describe here. But... The recourse is in your hands. As long as, and I mean this with love and as a Christian, if you are a patriot and you revere the United States Constitution and you support Donald Trump or DeSantis or whoever, but you consider yourself a, a conservative, maybe even a Republican, and you are still living in California or Oregon or Washington State, or Illinois, or New York, or New Jersey, you are part of the problems. I say that with love and as a Christian. You are part of the problem. 
And I know we all have 18,000 railroad can't leave because of my mom, or I can't leave because of my school, or I can't leave because of my job, I can't leave because of my business. Nonsense. Ask Elon Musk. Why he's leaving Twitter in San Francisco, I'm scratching my head over. They might have signed a, a massive lease. I don't know. It may be one of those situations he can't get out of. I don't know. But he just I know he likes San Francisco. We all. I was born and raised there. I, I Ghirardelli chocolate to the cable car. I get it. But it's gone. And in our lifetime, it's not going to be back. Why? Because the people of San Francisco want it that way. Except maybe in Chinatown, where there's more rational thinking probably than anywhere in the city of San Francisco. Because they're probably looking at the rest of the city and going, oh my lord, I've said this before, I'll say it again. When we were growing up kids in San Francisco, you know, it was dangerous going down into Chinatown. And we would buy our 25 cent firecracker packages. A pack of firecrackers was 25 cents. You know, it's an illegal transaction though, you know, so you had to be kind of thing. I think it was five for a dollar. Ooh, man, if you could get five. Oof. Um, so we would go to Chinatown and we would, you know, make these illegal transactions. We dirty, you know, filthy kind of conditions. Just kind of, it's the way it was. Now, you go to San Francisco with the defecation on city, literally on City Hall and on down. And it used to be the Polk Street was the gay, one of the gay areas and was cleaned up by the gays. And now it's a disaster zone because of the so-called homeless, which are not. They're bums. They're living on the streets. Chinatown is now pristine compared to these blank hole areas. All, uh, not all of San Francisco, but there's enough of San Francisco that it's, it's hell on earth. And so what is happening is people are leaving San Francisco, they're leaving California, and they're moving to blue states. And it is harming the state of California. It is harming the state of New York. It is harming the state of Illinois, the land of Lincoln, in terms of tax revenue. This is where you hit the, this is our war. This is my point. You have control over where your tax dollars go. And if you live in Tennessee, don't vacation at Disneyland. Don't vacation in LA. Don't vacation in San Francisco. You'd be out of your mind. Napa, Sonoma, forget it. There are other places that produce wine that are blue states. If you, you should try and avoid infusing your tax dollars in a blue state. You get the picture? We can choke off the red states. If we keep our, I'm sorry, we can choke off the blue states, choke off the blue states and see them wither and die on the vine. Slow death because their tax base continues to be depleted. Because most of the people who leave these blue states are thinking, working, rational, functional people. And the ones that remain behind, some are, but many are not. And so they're imploding. Largest, this is an article out of uh, Zero Hedge called The Great Wealth Migration. Largest net tax losses per state. California at the top. $343 million. New York, number two, almost $300 million. Illinois, almost a million, $100 million and a half. New Jersey, $135 million. Massachusetts, $129 million. See? 
So these loss, this is for the year 2021 alone. This is real income. They consider this, quote, revenue, tax dollars, gone. That's just gone. It's not being replaced. Because these people, this is not a zero-sum game when people leave California. When people leave New York or Illinois or California, it creates a vacuum that's not necessarily filled. And that's the point. The net migration is negative in California. It's negative in New York, and I believe it's negative in Illinois as well. New Jersey and Massachusetts, I'm not so sure about, but the bottom line is those two states as well took massive hits. Now, conversely, this is why I say it's war. Red state versus blue state with your tax dollars being the fodder, being the cannon fire, being the bullets. Your tax dollars. And look at the converse of the situation, or converse, depending on whether you're from the north or the south. <laughs> converse? Converse is actually kind of means something else. The converse, the yin and the yang of this, the largest net tax gains. Well, look at that. Florida, look at, we're measuring in the billions of dollars. Remember, those states were, were measuring in the, in the losses in the hundreds of millions. We're measuring this in the billions of dollars. Net tax gains, Florida, more than 12 billion. Texas, more than 10 billion. Arizona, nearly 10 billion. Colorado and North Carolina, along with South Carolina, Tennessee, Utah, and look at Georgia. See, so you see these states that people are fleeing to from California, from New York, from Illinois, from these horrific blue states, New Jersey and Massachusetts, and they're going to these red states. And they're dumping their tax dollars exponentially, apparently, because there's not a one-to-one -one correlation here. Why are we measuring the increases in billions but we're measuring the losses in hundreds of millions. It's a curious thing. I don't have the answer to that. But the bottom line is the winners are Florida, Texas, Arizona, Colorado. Interesting Arizona and Colorado because those states are purplish. And so is North Carolina, for that matter. So when some of you people who are in these states, in these red states, get mad about this influx of people, understand that we're choking off the blue states, but we're bolstering the red states. You understand? That's what I did, personally. You're looking at a person who did exactly what I'm telling you to do. I pulled what little tax dollars I have out of California, and I moved them into Florida. So among this $12 billion number is, is, are my tax dollars at work in Florida in a red state, bolstering a red state. You see the yin and the yang here? When California or Illinois or New York gets hammered by a tax loss, if you stay in the United States, another state is going to gain. And we, these red states need help. You know, it's interesting where I live, the Republican Party runs around saying, oh, look at all... Look at all the uh, regist Republican registrations we got. It's because of our recruitment. No, you morons. <laughs> it's not because you're some sort of genius recruiters. It's because I moved here in spite of you rhinos. And the only voter registration that's close enough to my constitutional conservative 
philosophy is the Republican Party. And I also want to be able to you know, participate in the primary. So it's not because of the recruitment from DeSantis on down of the Republican Party in Florida. It's because we escaped communist, Marxist hell on earth like Oakland, like San Francisco. Now, I want to drill down just a little bit in San Francisco, okay? Because I want to get a little more granular about how this is working right now, real time as we speak. In San Francisco, you've heard about this death spiral where businesses are pulling out. We have an anchor, in, um, an anchor hotel in uh, Union Square, which if you don't remember where Union Square is in San Francisco, it's the hub of where tourists go and stay and eat and drop their tax dollars. The cable car line runs right past Union Square, and so there's some big hotels. And the Anchor Hotel, I believe, was a, a Hyatt down there, and it had some like 1,500 rooms. Well, it was this hotel a couple months ago that said, sayonara, we're walking away from our lease. We're walking away from our mortgage, our banknote. We can't do this anymore. The dynamics have changed. Well, we know what that means. That means that... That area of San Francisco, which is considered downtown San Francisco, is a disaster zone with crime and out-of-control thievery and, and robbery and people going into Nordstrom's and just taking stuff. Westfield Mall, last I heard, was pulling out of downtown San Francisco, and I believe the Westfield Mall is uh, kind of at the corner of Powell and Market, if, I, if I'm correct, and my memory serves, and it may not. But the bottom line is you get the point. Westfield Mall... Are you kidding me? And every store with it is out of there? Downtown San Francisco amounts to 70% of the tax revenues for the city of San Francisco and 40% of its job base. 40% of the jobs are in this area of San Francisco. And so when this starts to shrivel and dry up, What's going to happen to that 70% of tax revenues? What's going to happen to that 40% of the job base? They're gone. They're going away, and they will not be filled. But it gets worse than that. San Francisco re relies 50% uh, of its gross domestic product, I think that's the number, pretty close to 50%, from pro commercial property taxes. And so as these companies and these businesses pull out, these buildings sit empty. And then when they're put on the market to be sold, as is starting to happen, you have a, almost a snowball effect where people don't want to own the property no more. Or they're going to sell it and have somebody convert it to condos or something. And so a, a, a building that you know listed for $300 million a couple years ago, a couple, three years ago, now can't even sell for $100 million. And so it sells for this lesser amount, say $70 million. The property is reassessed. Its commercial property tax is reassessed. And voila, there, the city of San Francisco has just took about a 75% hit on that one property alone. It is a death spiral, ladies and gentlemen. San Francisco will not survive this. It's going to be bankrupt probably within the next year. There is no way a city like this, and then not to mention the fact that the tourists are hearing about all this and saying, well, you know, I like San Francisco, but I don't want to 
be a victim of crime there. I don't want to see people defecate on the streets. I don't want to step in something. I don't want to be victimized by criminals that are allowed to go into stores, calmly steal from the shelves, and walk right out with no fear of prosecution because of these criminal DAs that they've installed in cities like San Francisco. It's unbelievable. Mark my words, San Francisco will go BK probably within the, the, the next year. And California is not going to be far behind. The entire state, at some point, soon, is going to be going to have to declare bankruptcy. Now, that's a problem. It's a, it's a victory, but it's also a problem. Why? Because you know where they're going to go for a bailout, <laughs> and that would be us. Healthy states, a.k.a. the federal government. Healthy taxpayers, a.k.a. the federal government. Our taxpayer dollars, they're going to want a bailout. I guarantee it. How do we protect ourselves from that? The Congress isn't going to do it. And certainly, whatever administration isn't going to do it. Now, if Trump were in the White House and, and San Francisco had its hand out and said, we need a bailout, I think he might tell him to go pound salt. I think he might say, hey, it's a good time to buy real estate in San Francisco. <laughs> and he'd be right, by the way. I think San Francisco recovers at some point when the residents of San Francisco realize that they've shot themselves in the foot so badly that they have to stop their madness. San Franciscans are in a strange breed of people. They put up with a lot. I'm not exactly sure why, but San Franciscans have this uh, almost laissez-faire kind of attitude toward almost everything in life. I mean, we've San Francisco has seen mass murders. San Francisco, of course, has seen earthquakes. San Francisco has seen assassinations of the mayor, Mayor Moscone and Harvey Milk. And yet, it seems to just kind of roll off people's back. I don't know at some point, your quality of life, at some point, this criminality is going to extend well beyond the confines of the Tenderloin and downtown San Francisco, and it's going to be in the neighborhoods, and maybe that's the point where this all turns around. I don't know, but there will be a BK moment. How do we protect ourselves? Article 5 of the United States Constitution, ladies and gentlemen, go to GrahamLedger.com. I don't specifically reference protecting ourselves, our, the citizenry, from a bankruptcy such as this, but you can use your imagination when you look at Article 5 of the Constitution that the framers gave us as the people's way to amend the Constitution. We can indemnify ourselves by proffering an amendment to the Constitution tying the hands of Congress, tying the hands of Washington, D.C., tying the hands of the swamp, not allowing a bailout of these states that go bankrupt. And they have to deal with it on their own. They'll have to deal with their creditors on their own, just like you would if you declared bankruptcy. The bottom line is, I hope the point is made here, that we, you have the power, your tax dollars, you have the power to affect the dynamic here in this civil war, this modern day federalist civil war that we're fighting. You, we have the power in our tax dollars. And through Article 5, the combination of our tax dollars and Article 5, we can win this modern day federalist civil war. 
of red state versus blue state. We can choke off the blue states, and the red states will win this civil war. And by the way, I haven't even mentioned how there's a correlation between the way most of these people who leave these blue states vote and go to red states. That's the other way they're bolstering the red states by their vote, which is quite possibly as important as the tax dollars. So it's a win-win situation. It's a Federalist Civil War, ladies and gentlemen, and, and your tax dollars are the weapons. I'm Graham Ledger, and remember, evil can only prevail when good is silent.